This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On this wonderful day for talk radio, and, uh, you know, we wanted to update a certain file we've been following when it comes to our natural resource sector here in this country. It seems like we're not getting bang for our buck or we're not developing it uh, to its full extent that we can, you know, create employment, obviously, uh, increase the tax base, uh, all kinds of benefits would accrue, obviously, uh, when we talk about transfer payments and so on and so forth. Uh, it's a well-trodden uh trail that we've discussed this, uh, but now there's a new think tank that sort of quantified it in specific, and uh, they're called SecondStreetDoc.org, a new Canadian think tank, uh, talking about this new report they've come out with on the stalled natural resource projects in Canada and how they affect workers and businesses. And the point person on this one is Jocelyn Bamford. She's with the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada, the president and founder, and she's also party to the think tank. She's joined the Oakley Show this afternoon. Hello, Jocelyn. Hi, John. It's so nice to be with you and your listeners again. As always, with you. And uh, so tell me about this new think tank. What's the point or purpose specifically? Well, the think tank sat down and studied the stalled or cancelled projects and has uh, identified them line by line and when they added up the total of the opportunity that we've missed in these cancelled projects it's close to 200 billion dollars and that's 200 billion dollars of opportunity that we've lost that could contribute back to the economy in the form of taxes that could go to build schools and bridges and and hospitals that we're missing out on because we've decided we're no longer supporting our resource sector. All right, in a nutshell, how do you arrive at the 200 billion figure? Well, they went down and they uh, added up specific projects that were canceled uh, and at the cost of, of those projects that could have brought in to us, and we know a lot of them, like the Northern Gateways, the the um, Energy East uh, Pipeline Project, which is a $15.7 billion project, the Mackenzie Valley Pipeline Project, a $16.1 billion project, the new Prosperity Mine in BC, which was $1.5 billion, and they added all these up, and they totaled up to $195 billion. Now, to put that into terms that people, cause it's such a large number that pe- it, people just it goes beyond their grasp, but that's like building 35 Scarborough subway extensions. And uh, we really need in this country to decide that we're going to support our very clean resource sector because th- there are projects going all, all over the world and the energy demand is going up and they're either going to buy it from us, our clean energy, or from somebody else. So why wouldn't we want to be part of that? Well, all right. By the way, uh, did you also quantify the uh, fact that we never got to develop the Keystone XL part of the Canadian uh, leg of it? Yeah, absolutely. Like that, and and I'll tell you that a lot of people think, oh, projects. That's the West. But I'll tell you, our company on the first part of the Keystone pipeline, we actually coated the spools, and the spools, which are what goes into building a pipeline, were fabricated right here in Ontario. So that is jobs and projects that we get to work on. So the energy sector and the manufacturing sector in Ontario are so interlinked. We really are missing out on great opportunities, and we need to push our politicians to say, those are our jobs. We're not going to let them go elsewhere, and that's our revenue, and we're going to take that back. 
Yeah. Well, you know, that was nixed by the Obama administration. So it must gall you the other night he's at Scotiabank watching a basketball game. He gets a standing O. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So we really need common sense in this country. We need fact-based policy and not emotional-based policy. And we have the cleanest and, and best resources. And if we are truly concerned about the world's uh, climate uh, problems, we can solve that. We could take our clean natural resources, our clean liquefied natural gas, and we could export that to China, and they wouldn't have to build as many coal plants. So if we're really concerned about the global environment, then our Canadian clean energy can be not only a source of prosperity for us, but can be as a source for cleaning the environment globally. Well, I, I noticed a lot of that coal is on barges coming out of Vancouver Harbor towards China as well, so I don't know how we square the circle, but are you confident that uh, what you're telling us, and I mean, we've been following this fairly closely, this narrative is starting to take hold. Canadians are starting to understand that. Certainly, you've got uh, provincial premiers now, and Jason Kenney having assumed, uh, you know, the mantle there in Alberta. Uh, you know, even Horgan's uh, getting in some trouble in B.C. and the courts are ruling in favor of. So do you sense that there's maybe a, a bit of a swing of the pendulum here? And I certainly hope so. I think people just need to, to learn about the missed opportunities that we have. And remember, these aren't low-skilled jobs. When you uh, have a new project that that is underway, the first thing you have to do is train everybody. So you take people that aren't well-skilled, trained and you teach them to be skilled labor and that's highly paid skilled labor so not only does it help the overall economy but it lifts people up in their skill set and training and that's training that they can carry with them throughout their lives all right so secondstreet.org this is the new canadian think tank that you're a principal with and uh, you just wanted to bring attention to something that needs to be uh, drummed home till the politicians finally get it and we get some action on this. Right, part. and we, they just, Second Street just came to us because they wanted to tell our story. So he's also, they also went out and they talked to our people and, and found out about what happens when projects get cancelled down to, you know, businesses that maybe have to scale back to four-day work weeks. So how does that impact the, the, the employees? So we just, Second Street came to us and we just told them our stories. And there's some great stories that are going to be up on their website, stories that every Canadian needs to hear. Fair enough. Uh, thanks for sharing it with us this afternoon, Jocelyn. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, uh, again, we'll come and love to talk to your listeners. You have the best listeners on radio. I appreciate your uh, giving us that endorsement. Jocelyn Bamford is with the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.